Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Kelly Malcolm, also with the Department of Communication. And today we're going to talk about clinical trials at Michigan Medicine and the type of support available to those who are carrying them out. Now, before we get into that conversation, you can go back and research any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines we can review. And with that, let's bring in Drs. Anna Locke and Dinesh Kana. Thank you both for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Now, can the two of you briefly discuss why clinical trials are so important in healthcare? Well, let me get them started. Um, in healthcare, we always want to have the best treatment or the best way of diagnosing problems for our patients. Um, and clinical trials allow us to always find new and better ways. Because if we don't do clinical trials, we'll be using the same method that our grandparents um, um, went through. And we'll be offering the same treatment that hundreds of years ago we'll be offering to the patients. It's really through clinical trials that we learn, we test, and then we find out what is better than what we currently have. Thank you, Dr. Locke. I absolutely agree. I think we are at Michigan Medicine. There are a lot of discoveries that happen here. And one of the ways that we can promote bench discoveries, the cutting edge research is to find effective treatments. And you know, this is what the clinical trials help us do it. And you know, the platform of the clinical trials, both at Michigan Medicine around the globe, is able to achieve that. And speaking of which, can you talk about some of the more large-scale or impactful clinical trials that have been carried out here recently at U of M? Well, obviously, we're talking about COVID, um, and COVID is not going away yet. Um, during the COVID era, we're involved in a number of um, clinical trials um, that test new treatment for COVID as well as vaccines for COVID. And it is really through these trials um, that these new drugs and these um, vaccines um, get um, FDA approved uh, and they become available, um, life-saving, prevent severe COVID. But um, it's not just on COVID. Um, many of us participate in multi-center clinical trials. We might be only a small part of it. Um, and um, with, with clinical trials, oftentimes, depending on how common the disease is or how big the problem is, uh, we may have a few hundred, sometimes several thousand patients. And the reason why we need those numbers and we need multiple sites is because we want to make sure whatever new treatment is going to work for both men and women, young and old, um, and um, different races and ethnicity, um, different underlying medical conditions. Uh, and when you need to have a large number and diverse population, oftentimes it's multiple centers, um, so there are not too many studies um, that are large scale that we'll all do it on here, but oftentimes we are an important part of that multi-center network. We may be the driver, we design the study, we lead the study, we coordinate the study, or we may be a very important um, participant uh, of this large network. Yeah, we're yeah. just sort of a cog in this huge research wheel, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But we have the infrastructure here to be able to do it. And I think that's a critical aspect. And to continue on the COVID-19, you know, I am leading, I'm one of the leads for the NIH-funded trial to study COVID booster vaccinations in patients with autoimmune diseases. 
and it's a large effort. You know, it is recruiting throughout the U.S. And like Dr. Locke said, we could be have the opportunity to leach large clinical trials at Michigan Medicine or be part of large discoveries that are happening around the globe. And that's the opportunity that we have working in Ann Arbor. So I know one of the things that the two of you want to discuss today on, on this podcast is called Great Minds, Greater Discoveries. Can you explain what Great Minds, Greater Discoveries is and what it means for clinical trials here at Michigan Medicine? Yeah, Great Minds, Great um, Discovery is really the um, um, the slogan uh, um, that um, the Office of Research put out um, as our strategic plan um, going in the future for the next few years. And it really gets to the core of research. With research, we need to have the researchers, the scientists, the clinicians, the investigators. Um, and um, we at University of Michigan is very blessed because we have a lot of these um, smart people with great minds. And uh, we are here to support them to make great discoveries. Um, and uh, we hope that um, it will be through collaborative effort, providing them with the support and the resources that allow these great minds to test their ideas and to find the right solutions. Yeah, absolutely. I think if I have to say it in one sentence, I would say highly innovative and talented faculty at Michigan Medicine who work in a collaborative fashion to facilitate bench to bedside discoveries and drug development. And that's why we work at Michigan Medicine. And you know we have the opportunity with this exceptional and wonderful initiative of great minds and great discoveries. And I know that initiative is being put in place to offer more support for our researchers. And one aspect of that support is something called SABER. Um, can you talk about what SABER is and how that group is gonna help those at the U of M Medical School carry out clinical trials? Yeah, SABER you know, stands for Statistical Analysis of Biomedical and Educational Research Group. They're part of the Department of Biostatistics, and I've done over 10 clinical trials with SABER over the last 10 years. And they really are one-stop shop to provide expertise in the design, conduct, and analysis of clinical trials and, and clinical observational studies. And you can think about an idea, a proof of concept study to large multi-center international trials. They provide effective trial design input, quality-based output that can meet investigator needs. They're highly collaborative and experienced staff. And I was looking at their website just before this podcast, and they have published over 180 peer-reviewed publications and conducted over 60 studies. So you can think about a one-stop shop, highly innovative, highly collaborative group who really want to support clinical research and clinical trials for Michigan Medicine faculty. Yeah, so I did mention that um, oftentimes with clinical trials, it require multiple centers in order to have the large number and diverse patient population. Uh, and oftentimes, because we have very smart um, researchers in here, they come with an idea, they design a study, uh, and they say, well, I am going to need 10 centers, um, and I'm going to find all these um, buddies uh, all over the country and sometimes all over the world um, to all join in that effort. But someone needs to do the coordination because you send out a protocol and you want to make sure that everyone follows the protocol, understands the protocol. Everyone is going to put the data into one common database and you define everything the same way. Um, because if everyone sort of collect the data differently, 
you won't be able to merge them together. Uh, and SAFER um, helps us sort of um, coordinate um, to make sure that everyone has uh, IRV approval, develop the database, define everything, also trains the study staff in all these different sites so that they actually understand the protocol and are able to follow the instructions. Um, they analyze the data, they manage the data, they generate reports and say, hey, this month um, we have reached enrollment target of um, 100 patients. Um, and um, th they also coordinate meetings and nowadays all these um, Zoom meetings as well as in-person meetings um, so that investigators can brainstorm, review the data, what is working, what is not working. Uh, and at the end of the day, when we're done with the study, they help us with the statistical analysis because we all know a little bit, um, but when you have um, a lot of data, we need these statisticians to help us. That sounds like an incredible service <laughs> that handles a lot of different work. So that's great. Um, so given this new initiative, what are you most looking forward to when it comes to the future of clinical trials and statistically minded research here at U of M? Well, one of the things is, um, as we talk about, um, we can sometimes participate in a clinical trial designed by someone else um, as one of the sites, or we can be the driver, particularly if we partner with um, someone in the lab um, here, they've discovered something, they want to test it in um, patients and see if it works. Uh, without SABER, we sometimes scratch our head and say, here, I want to do it. I think I'm going to need five centers or 10 centers but I don't have the bandwidth, I don't have the expertise, I don't have um, the staff to help me connect and um, coordinate um, and develop the database and all that. Um, and if you have to go to a commercial enterprise, um, that's very expensive, and you're not sure which ones you can trust, uh, having something in our backyard um, of um, people who we know are experts that um, we can trust just makes it so much easier for anyone venturing into that space you know someone has done it, someone is trustworthy, someone is an expert, um, and um, they're right around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, we talked about the Great Minds and Great, great Discoveries initiative, and really Sabre is a one-stop shop, and they have a menu items, and you can choose from, like Dr. Locke said, from startup of a clinical trial. Remember, Michigan Medicine makes really remarkable discoveries in the mice, in the lab, and we want to translate those into human beings. And how do we do that? You know, you want to do safety studies, you want to do proof of concept studies, and Sabre can really facilitate that. They can help you with the startup, they can help you with the budget, they can help you with the project management, randomization, you know, submitting the, the documents, what we call IND documentations to the FDA and other regulatory agencies database development, database management, medical monitoring, whether the trial is being conducted in the right spirit and, and under the regulation, statistical analysis for design and the conduct and, and final output. And they are really collaborative, like I've stated before, they support the publications and abstracts. So really for clinicians and clinical researchers like me and Dr. Locke, who have done quite a bit of uh, Sabre. I've done four large investigator initiated multi-million dollar study with Sabre to small proof of concept studies. It It is here, it's in a backyard, like Dr. Locke said, and a highly collaborative and a highly experienced group. So we are very, very fortunate to have them here. 
Yeah, it sounds very exciting. And and I really appreciate both of you sharing this information. And I know taking advantage of this opportunity moving forward to really advance science and advance research. Thank you so much, Dr. Kanan, Dr. Locke, for joining us today and for sharing this important information about research and clinical trials. If you want to learn more about SABRE and how it can support your work, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right, Kelly. Now, this is your first time co-hosting The Wrap with me, but as some eagle-eyed viewers might see, it's not your first time interviewing Michigan medicine experts. So can you tell our listeners and viewers what your quote-unquote day job is within the Department of Communication? Sure. I do a little bit of everything. (laughs) (laughs) I've done some live streams with Dr. Locke before. Um, My official role is the public relations rep for the basic science departments, as well as anesthesiology, pulmonary and critical care medicine, pathology, and infectious diseases. And I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Um, I'm also can help you develop strategy for research communication. So this topic is very close to my heart. That's awesome. Um, And I know that that you mentioned infectious diseases. So with the the COVID-19 pandemic kind of threw everything for a loop for you, but you really stepped up. And I know that that uh, it was a busy two and a half years and probably is still very busy for you, huh? Oh, yes. And (laughs) no signs of slowing down, unfortunately. Absolutely. All right. It's time for the weekly trivia contest. First, I want to congratulate Catherine Rojek, who will take home a prize for getting last week's answer correct. Now, for this week's question, here's Kelly. Okay. This week's question is, which unit was highlighted in headlines recently for scoring highly on well-being and culture metrics on the 2022 Employee Engagement Survey? Once again, which unit was highlighted in headlines recently for scoring highly on well-being and culture metrics in the 2022 Employee Engagement Survey? If you know the answer, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a prize. All right, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much to Dr. Locke and Dr. Connor for joining us. And thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients families, and each other. We'll see you next week.